feel like for the last 10 years, when I think of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, all I can hear, and I don't know if it is actually the theme this year, but every year they use that theme, money, 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 money. Hello and welcome to your Money in the Bank 2020 preview show. I am your host, Daniel. Today, hosting, filling in for Danny, who it would appear has pulled a Chris Benoit and no-showed. Um, we don't have a Johnny. We don't have a Johnny Nitro to fill in this slot, but he's done what happened at Night of Champions 2007, and he's well, he's just no-showed the entire thing by the looks of it. No one can get hold of him, so hopefully, <laughs> I shouldn't really joke about it. I'm sure. I'm sure there's other comparisons than Benoit. <laughs> it was the first no-showing that I could think of. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> he's no-showed. Um, I'm sure his family are fine, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, um, I'm joined by Tebs, however. So, Tebs, how are you doing? You ready for Money in the Bank 2020? We had a brief chat before um, the podcast started about what you've been doing. You've been watching, since WrestleMania, just tell everyone what you've been watching from the WWE. You know what? I've been watching NXT. Oh, hello, by the way. Um, I've been watching NXT every week. I really enjoy that. I've been going off the boil with it lately. In terms of the weekly programming, though, uh, Raw and SmackDown, um, I've been catching up with them. I've been reading what's happened and maybe watching some highlights, but... I, I really can't get into uh, watching these shows at the moment. It, the, the spark's gone for me at the minute. I'm sure when it all comes back, I'll be back into it. But um, I mean, I've just been a little uh, little put off by it recently. But I love a pay-per-view. I'm, uh, I'm all set for Sunday. I'm going to climb that corporate ladder. And hopefully the risk is worth the reward, as they keep telling us. So I'm all set for Sunday. And I love a pay-per-view. I've heard that so many times. Yeah. I'm in the court. I can just hear my, when you were saying it, I just heard it in Michael Cole's voice. Well, I started watching Raw, and when it got repeated, when those two phrases got repeated for the second time, I was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. I'll catch up later on. So, uh, But no, I'm, I love a, I, I love a WWE pay-per-view, the, um, especially with the sort of stipulation. I love the hell in the cell and the money in the bank. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Always am. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying to you before we came on that, I have actually enjoyed WWE TV recently. A lot of people I see on Twitter speak to people who are like, well, it's rubbish, it's no point in watching. But I don't know, I feel like I was saying to you maybe just because there's not much else going on that I'm enjoying it, but it's like taking mind off everything else that's going on. But I've been, I don't know, I feel like I've enjoyed the Zelina Vega stable. I think the two standouts on Raw for me, Zelina Vega and her stable have been excellent. Um, and Drew McIntyre, I really, I feel like he's really coming into his own as of late as the, well, as the top guy. Do you know what I mean? It's like Vince has finally learned how to book a babyface. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what happens, at the end of Raw, Drew McIntyre seems to be standing tall. He might like, they might get a bit on him, like Seth Rollins got a bit on him uh, at the end of Raw this week. But the last thing you see when it goes off air is Drew McIntyre's music playing and him sort of standing tall. So watch him. Seth Rollins will go and win the title off him <laughs> at Money in the Bank. Low blow, curb storm, off we go, take the title home. No, having Seth with Drew, I think, as his first... Um, as his first program out of WrestleMania, I think he's absolutely inspired. The the complement each other really well. Seth's obviously, you know, he's experienced at both hands and playing this this Messiah heel character. Um he, he's got it down, he's got the pattern down to a T now. He, he's I think having him go against somebody and, and the fact he's available right now, I think that's brilliant. Um, because it could have gone a lot worse for Drew, to be totally honest. Not in terms of his kayfabe title defense. I just mean if you don't have somebody solid to give a new champion someone to go at and show their credibility moving forward. And that's what Seth's doing for Drew. If we remember back to just after WrestleMania last year, the first programme Becky Lynch had was Lazy Evans and it, and it just fell on its arse by stomping grounds and nobody could buy into it. Um, so giving Drew this experienced, talented, uh, hateable heel to, to be in a, a story with straight after WrestleMania, I think, yeah, one of the benefits. Oscar, um, as well, has been a high point for me from Raw. I'm yeah. sure we'll touch on that later on, but she's absolutely fantastic. You know, you you watch these empty 
empty crowd shows and you want a bit of atmosphere you want somebody to show that they actually give a damn about being there they they actually care about being there and and want to put on a show and oscar's doing that every week so but they're, they're the two sort of silver linings i can take from raw at the minute yeah definitely i mean like what you were going on about him um, with with seth i mean like we know that Seth can have a good empty arena match. I mean, he had a, one of the matches of the weekend at WrestleMania with Kevin Owens. So you've yeah. got that. You know that he can have a good match with Drew. I think the feud has been pretty good considering, do you know what I mean? As we always say on these shows, there is an old crowd there. I think they've done a good job with it. Um, so, yeah, I th- I'm quite looking forward to the match. I think it's been well built. Like you say, it's a good first opponent for Drew to get a win over. Like you say, Becky had Lacey Evans for what appeared yeah. like the entire summer, and she never really gained the moment. I don't think the Becky Lynch title run, although we keep hearing, has been over 12 months. don't really feel like it ever picked up steam. I mean, we had no. what, the Sasha Banks match at Hell in a Cell was the high point. Um, she had that feud with Oscar, and it was like, at that point, if she'd have been facing Oscar now, the Oscar that we know today, I'd be more excited for that match. But at that point, Oscar was just like, part of the tag team champions it was just like do you know what i mean she i didn't feel like yeah. she'd been built up that great with Kyrie. as now like you're saying she's coming into her own and for me i'm glad you actually said that because i'd forgotten about it she's giving the best promos on the whole in the whole wwe at the moment and i can't even make out aware yeah. of what she's saying she's, yeah best best promo bar best promo um promo on raw at least um and yeah she's not saying a bloody word in english and yeah, I think she's she's leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. But it's it's the other little bits about Oscar as well. The um, you know the dancing. It's the not giving a damn when Nia Jax is coming to the ring, showing no fear. She's you know hopefully they're building her back to this um, undefeatable uh, warrior that you should be afraid of, rather than whatever the she developed into. So I hope it's the start of something for Oscar. But I think we know what's going to well. Again, we'll come on to that. But yeah. We'll I know get... I'd like to see what happened, but I know what I think will happen. Yeah, we'll get into the matches in a minute. So what? So Sunday night, what, what are your plans for Sunday? What are your pay-per-view plans? The first, usually, this is like the downward spiral for WWE after WrestleMania, but I don't know, I'm quite looking forward to the pay-per-view. Um, so what are your plans for Sunday night, Tebs? Are you staying up? Oh, yeah, I'll be staying up. I, I love staying up for a, um, a paper, well, most pay-per-views. So way of um, life, isn't it? It, yeah, well, it's I'm uh, post thirty five years old now, so early evening I'll be having a nap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's probably going to be get a couple of beers in bottle of vodka or something like that. Uh, get the get the pay per view on. I always love the pre shows, even as as tacky and as uh, somewhat pointless they are in this day and age of the WWE network. I still love sort of getting into the atmosphere of it. It's an event. Um, and especially with the the difference in with the addition of the cinematic matches or what we think might be more cinematic kind of uh, matches for the Money in the Bank matches, it's going to be a good night. So yeah, I'll be staying up for it. What about you? Have you is your Domino's pepperoni minus the meat on order? <laughs> no, no Domino's <laughs> this time. I'm watching it on my own. Won't be watching it with any females. They've well, they, they, they've I don't know the, the correct term. They've gone. They've done a Danny. They've done a Danny. They've they've just gone. Um, right. So I'll be watching it on my own on Sunday night, doing what I do best. Staying up till four o'clock in the morning. Um, I'll be working Monday morning on that on the glass. Come nine a.m. Monday morning. Um, hopefully, having watched a decent WWE pay per view. Um, but yeah, I'll have the Pepsi Max cherries in. Danny's introduced me to Pepsi Max cherry flavor. Um, so yeah, I've actually got one of those in front of me right now. I'll have some of those in. Might treat myself to uh, a bag of Skittles, which I have recently found out a vegetarian. So I can actually eat sweets again. Yeah, I know you never would have thought that, would you? <laughs> but yeah, vegetarian. You know I'll, just uh, you're saying the introduced to drinks somebody a long time ago, and I've always. Do you like American cream soda? Have you ever had American cream soda? I did. Some guy who, when I used to work at the bookies, actually kept coming in with a can of it. And I thought, what is he drinking? So I got some. And yeah, it's all right. Bar. If you want it a bit boozy, right? If you mix a bottle of the old can- Canada Dry, you know, Canada Dry. Yeah, 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 man. I used to smash that. Mix that with a shot of Captain's Morgan Spice Rum. It tastes just like American cream soda. So you can have your little sweet munches while you're uh, while you're having a boozy drink. Sorry, there's a there's Tebs's top tip for the week. 
Sorry, mate. Off we go. No, it's fine. If I ever decide to follow Paul Merson's path in life, I will give it a go. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry, Paul, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> doubt you're not. Um, right. So we've talked about that. I still, still no reply from Danny. So we'll keep you updated on that situation that's developing. Um, yeah. So we've got six matches. I'm going to read out all the matches take that have been confirmed. Um, I'm, they've got the six at the moment um, and yeah. obviously we found out on monday maybe on friday that the men's money in the bank and the female money in the bank would be going simultaneously against each other at the same time um so yeah i think that does add some a bit more of interest towards it but i'm thinking how are you gonna obviously the wrestlemania each night went three hours so you're probably going to need more than five matches because obviously if you merge those two together my main concern. What? What is? We'll get into the Money in the Bank ladder match. So, what? What yeah. are your thoughts on these two matches? I mean, the men's is Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Alistair Black versus King Corbin. God, I stand saying King Corbin <laughs> versus Otis versus AJ Styles. And the women's is Oscar versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. So we'll start with the men's. Actually, we'll start with the females. It's 2020. I don't want to annoy any of any Eve wrestling fans that may be listening to this. We will start with the women. So, who's your pick, Tebs, for the women's? I think there's the the three on Raw stand out. Obviously, they announced that. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. They announced that on Raw, Becky Lynch will be confronting the winner. Hopefully, we're not looking at another Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans feud, but yeah, hopefully not. Well, Evans is on SmackDown. Brooks on SmackDown. Carmella's on SmackDown. Carmella's had it before, so they won't do that. So you, it, I can't believe they've dropped a bollock like that and actually announced that she'll be, you know, why not? She'll be on. Becky Lynch will be on Raw next week, and could be confronted. You know, it, it doesn't take a genius to write that sentence out to still give it an air of mystery. Uh, I, that really annoyed me finding out that you know that they'd announce next week should be, you know, coming face to face with the Money in the Bank winner or whatever and i just think it's it's absolutely lazy it's it's not giving a damn about your your viewers when you you do something as uh, as stupid as that but anyway by the way um i've got basil for this all day long i think uh the way she was built before wrestlemania um the actual wrestlemania match we've we've talked about and talked about again but i think to keep her relevant um you need a heel to have the briefcase i think right now um and it's either her or Jax for me, uh, Nia Jax to win it. But I think having Baszler as this predator in the background that's got this briefcase and can take it off Lynch whenever she wants, I think will uh, will do wonders for that character as this, you know, Baszler could come across as the female Brock Lesnar after he won it, you know, in this sense of nobody can beat me. I've got this match. I can take what chose whenever I want. Uh, and I'd love to see that run for a good few months you know what i mean don't just have a cash in that night or the next night on raw the the money in the bank briefcase is for me it's a fantastic gimmick which keeps one person's storyline going months if you want and it creates such an amazing moment and i think they'd be foolish to waste that cash in moment when there's no crowd there to pop so uh but for me basler i think will be uh it'll, it'll be a decent one for me what about you yeah, I think I'd be going with Baszler. I think that is the sensible choice. Obviously, they want to sort of not rebuild her, but do you know what I mean? Get the momentum back that they lost by having a lose to Becky at WrestleMania. My worry would be Nia Jax. Um, obviously, she was out injured for a year. I can just imagine it being like, oh, well, she was promised the Money in the Bank briefcase when she came back after WrestleMania. So it wouldn't surprise me if Nia did win. Um, I do not have... We I suppose, do you know what? I'm thinking about it, Tebs, right? So, mm -hmm. Becky versus Shayna is a match that we've seen, yeah? Yeah. Did Becky and Nia ever have that feud? I know when Nia obviously broke Becky's nose. Oh, yeah. yeah. They never, because um, obviously after that, I think Becky obviously went with the triple threat main event at WrestleMania. They never actually got the Becky Lynch-Nia Jax feud. So, was it Becky on... Becky was on SmackDown at that point, wasn't she? Because they were invading Raw. 
and Nia Jax punched Lynch. That was right, wasn't it? So yeah. So they was kept apart until the Royal Rumble. I think they like interacting in the Royal Rumble, but they never actually had that pay per view match. No, they haven't. No. We all know how Vince has um, loves having his top, well, his top baby face. Do you know what I mean? Overcoming the giant. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just did. So whatever. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they went that route. But then, if Shane doesn't win this match, where does she go from here? Do you know what I mean? I don't see the direction for the character. She might. She's just going to fade in to the background and be another Bobby Roode, another Nakamura who's just come onto yeah. the roster and bam. Within the first few months, she's got no direction. Obviously, you could put her in a feud with Oscar, um, but for me, like you say, I'd be I'd be having Baszler win the briefcase, and we can go with Oscar versus Nia Jax. I mean, let's be honest about it. Annoyed, I don't know if you heard this comment. I don't know if it was uh, Philip Tom Phillips who said this. Is it Tom Phillips' his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone said that Nia Jax should... No, it was Byron, the idiot. Someone said... Byron said that Nia Jax should be the overwhelming favourite because of her size in this match. I think I was having a drink at the time and I thought, did he just say that? Is he seriously trying to say that the largest woman in the match should have the advantage from getting to the bottom of the building, <laughs> to the top of the building, to then climb a ladder? Yeah. Really, she should be fucked. After, after after recently having reconstructed knees, get on both knees. She it, it, that for me is the commentator's cliche. Um, you know, every time there's a Royal Rumble, Braun Strowman comes out or the Big Show. They're my favourite because they're big, uh, and it is just such a again. It's a it's a lazy whatever. Like you said, when you look at it in the cold light of day, Nightjack should be far from <laughs> far from the favourite for this. Um, the fact that she's still relevant and she's still talked about and she's a newcomer. But I'd like to see Jack, you know, maybe Oscar can uh, stop Jack from winning the belt, the the briefcase and them two have a little program together. But just going back to what you said originally, Baszler should be given this briefcase because if not, like you say, she will become another Nakamura, another Bobby Roode, um, brought up to the card. And I don't want to see Shayna Baszler having a, um, mini feud with Liv Morgan. No offence to Liv Morgan, but I don't want to see that. I want to see what she's built up as. It's, I want to see the woman who eliminated four or five people in a chamber and Royal Rumble going on to win something or at least be a, a danger. So yeah, Bizzler, yeah, Bizzler you, should be winning. Like what you said about Oscar against Nia Jax, I mean, that's already, do you know what I mean? You've already got the foundations for that set up. Because obviously, yeah. with what happened with Kyrie the other week, I mean, that was weird. Now Jack sort of went into that match as the babyface, Kyrie as the heel, and they've sort of like done a Brett and Austin at WrestleMania. Because Oscar, if there was live crowd, Oscar would be getting cheered and Nia Jax would be getting booed oh, out of the building. So yeah. you, I'm glad because Oscar's better as a babyface, I think. And when Oscar and, and Baszler teamed up to Yeah, beat, to be. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's. it's... <sighs> Me and you have just sat here now for 10 minutes and discussed that. and We come up with something that is a realistic story moving forward, you know, for these four people for the next three months. They've got how many writers sat in a room and they can't come, they'll probably come up with something different. So. We'll come up with uh, James Ellsworth helping Carmella to win the briefcase. James Ellsworth will come in dressed as Carrie Sane and he'll climb that, you know, there'll be some convoluted. Well, we're talking Co- about Corey Graves will help Carmella. I think there was some rumours that Corey Graves had been there training in the ring. I saw the video, his brother, him and his brother were having a bit of a training session or something, but... What, at the PC? No, no, I think it was at his, at his one of their houses or a private gym ah. or something like that, but he said it was the first time we were doing some doing some moves in a in a five years or something. Right. But I, yeah. no, they keep, keep the men away from it. There's, there's absolutely no need to have a man interfere in a woman's match and ah. vice versa, you know, just... Keep it simple. They're going to, though, because obviously they're going on at the same time, aren't they? So, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. got to be some form of... They can't keep them separate, for me. It's going to be... I, I've got a thought of how they can, Yeah, I've got a thought of how, they can do, how they're going to do this. And you've got a big old headquarters that's probably mostly empty now because they're moving out. And where you say both matches at the same time, well, they've, they've already been recorded or probably the bulk of it's been recorded. Um, I think it's genius. that If you remember the response to the Champa Gargano match, you know, the cinematic one, uh, Edge versus Randy Orton, 
even um, was it John Moxley? Moxley against Mox- Swagger against Hayden. Yeah. It, it wasn't cinematic, but it was. It no, was no, but an empty stadium match, and all all three of those have been criticised for being long. Uh, some spots every now and then. You said there you've got four matches going on. These matches are going to be on at the same time. Well, you've got them at separate parts of the building. And I think we're just going to intercut during these matches with spots from these. I think it's just going to be a spot fest. We're not going to see all the, you know, fighting down corridors and over desks. And I don't think we're going to see most of that. I think a lot of it we're going to see just clips in between matches. And I think it's a great way of keeping people interested in the match. It would be interesting to have maybe, you know, Evans and Carmella fighting and suddenly Otis and Alistair Black come storming through or something. I think it'd be quite clever. But again, I just think for the way they've done it, with the way they can edit the, the matches in between the other matches and keep it going through the whole night, I think he's going to keep people's interests more than just showing the match in a water. I never actually thought of that at all, Tebs. I thought they just, do you know what I mean? They can actually do it as like the hardcore yeah. title sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Where you, I, never, you start, I never thought of it. Yeah. You start them off in the reception of the building, beginning of the pay-per-view, ding, ding, off you go, show 10, 15 minutes of fighting, and then go, right, we'll come back to that later on. Here's Bailey versus Tamina. And you have that match, and then you go, oh my God, let's go back over to the women now at the other side of the building. And then you can show a spot jumping off a stairwell or something. Yeah. Right, okay, now that's done. We'll go back to Drew Seth. And, oh, we've got to... Inter- and I think they'll keep that. And the match is going on through it. All they're saying is we're not going to be showing you the boring bits, the bits that got criticised in Edge versus Randy Orton. And then once them four matches are done, you just go back to the other match for the last half an hour. I think it's genius. If I'm it going play- to be fuming if they don't do that now. You've just given an absolutely amazing idea. If they don't do it like that, and I have to sit through half an hour of people fighting through like a gym. Yeah, and I think that's why they've done it. That's why it's pre-recorded, so you can edit out the bits. You, you don't even nobody knows inside that building other than employees. You, you can edit in however you want. That's why it's pre-recorded. I, I just think that is a, a perfect way to keep people invested in the match throughout the night. You see the spots, keeps it interesting, but then you can go back to your matches in the ring, which are live. And then you can cut back to the other bits and then you go, all right, Drew versus Seth, we're going to have to, you're going to have to hang on half an hour because the women have just got to the roof. Yeah, and then you you can end the pay-per-view with the action that's in the ring at the top of the, uh, at the top of the building. That would keep my interest. I'm going to, I'm going to be down on the match before it starts. If if I'm sat there (laughs) and you just start the match at the end. But I tell you what I was hoping for, because obviously the amount of things that could be going on in the, this headquarters, I thought they've got yeah. to have some little comedy sketch in there. So oh, I thought, God. we all know that I, like there's Vince is apparently loves blonde girls with big tits or whatever. Right? I thought, how great would it be if someone walks into a room and Vince is led there on like the say or something with like some bird? I just thought, like, I can imagine him doing something stupid like that. You know Vince what? and Trish just... Stratus on the say or something. I just want... Corbin and Otis to be fighting, fall into a room and it's Vince's office and he's sat at the desk and Corbin, you know, hits Otis with a, a Smackdown knuckle merchandise, something crap, something really cheesy and the stumble out and Vince is just at his desk and he just goes, it's such good shit. And then, <laughs> that oh, that would be, be abs- class. But they've already sort that. of touched on it, didn't they, in the Cena Wyatt match? But that yeah, that was a puppet, though. To have Vince sat there in his own office and go, nah, it's such good shit, this. I think that that would just show that he's got a bit of levity about it. It can, you know... Laugh at himself. Laugh at himself, but, you know, anyway. We'll see. Maybe an we'll see. XFL joke or something. Or maybe he could release one of them while, while the shit while <laughs> going on. See, who needs Bruce Pritchard when you've got Tebs and, mi- Tebs and me? Well, or AJ... Uh, or AJ wins it and he opens the briefcase up and it's his P45 sat in there. It's the reverse money in the bank. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't start that. Right, so let's get to the men's. It's Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Alistair Black versus Corbin versus Otis versus Styles. Who are you going for, Tebs, in this one? Um, well, until I read the Raw thing about who Lynch will be speaking with next week, I thought it'd be AJ. I think uh, giving him the briefcase would be it'd be great, and then that's obviously getting him going against uh, going for Drew, which I think would be a nice little program going yeah. forward. But it's the same. Um, I think you give it to a face, 
I think it, oh, you could give it to somebody off SmackDown because the other one's on Raw, or am I just trying to overthink it? My head says AJ, my heart says Otis, because I think it would make a very nice change with the money in the bank stipulation for Otis to win it and everyone's saying, when's he going to come and cash in for the Universal title? And he comes running down and cashes in on Ms. Morrison because is, there isn't any, it's a title opportunity. It's not for the world title. So having the a tag team with the bat, the briefcase, I think would be a nice, nice mix up over the summer. And again, they can have this, they can build a tag division again around the fact that they've got this briefcase and they can go in on Ms. Morrison, New Day, Forgotten Sons, whoever it may be. And it kind of adds that little spice to it. So I'd, I'd like Otis to win it and have the, the tag team titles given a bit more respect by having the briefcase used for them as a nice little twist as well. Mm, I'd say it's a good idea, but I just, Vince, I was listening to the Revival podcast this morning and they just, uh, ba- the whole podcast was just basically about how they couldn't deal with the fact that Vince didn't care about the tag team titles. Yeah. Um, I've listened so, to half of it. I am. I yeah, it, it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, um, I'll be going with Alistair Black. Paul Heyman's pet project. I feel like he's been on the main roster now for, what, a year since that tag team with Ricochet. Ricochet, remember him? Whatever happened to that guy? Um, well, I can yeah. tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah, no, Black, Black, came out, Black came over. Well, he was in a tag team with Ricochet at the main. It was like March, winter. February, March of um, last yeah. year. Might have even been earlier, but I think it was think around it that time. And he's not yeah. done anything. He did vignettes for about six months. I feel like he had he had one pay per view match with Cesaro, which was really good. Um, I just feel like they need something for him. They need something. Um, they did a vignette backstage of him of him portraying even more of a darker character. So I think giving the briefcase gives him some direction. Um, I'm not sure if we need AJ Styles to win the briefcase. Um, two feud with Drew McIntyre, although that would be a nice direction to go in. Um, Daniel Bryan, I don't think. The problem is, if you if you have a baby face win the match, you yeah. pretty much need them to cash in straight away. You know, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't make sense for a baby face to win a match and wait six months. It's more the heel that, like, will come and pretend to cash in or say he'll do it on his terms, like you said, that maybe Shayna yeah. would do if she wins it. So if you're looking at baby faces, you, do you know what I, I'm looking at this? I would not be surprised in the least if Baron Corbin wins this match at I wouldn't. all. Cashes I in wouldn't. on Braun Strowman. Yeah, Strowman's, I don't know, just about to be beat. But yeah, it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, so that, that yeah. leads, so, so you're going with, uh, Corbin's winning money in the bank, can, isn't he? We just know he is. He won, he won it a couple of years ago, didn't he? And uh, wanted, to spout, wanted to give him the uh, mouthing off backstage or something. So seen, they brought Cena in to have him lose it in 20 seconds or something. Yeah, it's, yeah it was something I, I, like that. They love him, don't they? Maybe it would be, you know, and then you've got Corbin going against Strowman. I don't know. What I hope with that? Did Cena cash in? No, um, Corbin had the briefcase, and it was it was like August or a Raw or something. Yeah, I remember. I remember him losing it. And he, yeah, and he was coming to cash in on someone, and I think Cena was wrestling that guy at the time, and then Cena stopped Corbin from cashing in. Cena faced Corbin at SummerSlam that year, I think. So it was just before then. Corbin yeah. wanted revenge for Cena costing him costing him his briefcase. Yes, but no, I, I like I say, I'm dreaming of Otis. I think AJ would be great with it. Alistair Black, yeah, but basically just anybody but Corbin. He's going to be Corbin. It's going to be Corbin. He's going to win it. What do you make of AJ's promo as well when he were talking about the uh, the match? Do you remember that from Raw? I wasn't half paying attention. To be honest with you, I was that annoyed that he just came out and was like, "Hey, I'm not buried alive anymore." I was yeah, like, oh, you've come out. He could have been one of the top guys coming. Well, he already is a top guy. But I thought that, like, that Undertaker AJ is, is, has been received as, like, a classic WrestleMania match. AJ would have been so over if they'd have just brought him back in a better way than the yeah. way that they did. I was pulling just, my hair out. Instead, he just came back and said, that match didn't mean anything. Yeah. Anyway, um, when he were talking about throwing someone off the roof, do you think that's, uh, that's going to happen? That. I've seen a few people say that. Um, yeah. Something I've read before is that Vince doesn't like people saying stuff on TV that won't happen or doesn't have a chance of happening. Somebody mentioned having a match against The Undertaker once a few years back 
Um, and apparently Vince got pissed because, he, like I say, he doesn't like people mentioning stuff and getting people's hopes up for things that just will not happen. So for AJ to come out and mention that... I'm, I'm, what I'm, was it that you're talking about? Because I feel like I've listened to the exact same thing. I can't remember who it was now. I can't remember who it, it was. was. Edge. It was the Edge documentary, was it? I haven't watched that. Oh, God, no. Was, it was, might this, the Edge documentary. I remember, like, Shawn Michaels was coming about, talking about facing... Um, they were teasing the Daniel Bryan feud. But I thought it might have been Edge. There was, uh, was one of these podcasts... God knows which podcast I listen to, but there was, a gen, there was this general story that, you know, Vince doesn't like people using promos to try and get the crowd to to hype up and get excited about a possible match or a possible stipulation when he knows there's absolutely no plans for it happening. He doesn't like that. So for AJ to come out and suggest things like that, maybe I don't know, maybe they're just talking it up. I, I, I put on Twitter to somebody, I said, if uh, if we see the, the match on Sunday night and there's a giant trailer or scaffolding parked next to the building filled with cardboard boxes, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Was it Luke Harper, Brody Lee? Yes. Was it? it? Jericho. I think it was his Jericho. So you've listened to that? Yeah, yeah I've listened yeah, to so that. Have I. So I think I think it was that thing. I can't think what they would have been talking about, like, but can't remember. Can't remember. But anyway, right. So so we've spoke about the two ladder matches. Um we'll go into the two title matches, the main title matches now. Um, we'll just start with, so it's Braun Strowman defending against Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship, and over on Raw, it is Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins. Before we go into each individual match, Tebs, is there going to be a cash-in in either of these two matches? I hope not, because again, I like the briefcase to be used as a story. Um, if there is a cash-in, I think it's going to be Strowman Wyatt, but... We go back to that age-old problem of Wyatt either has to lose or... Well, no, I suppose with it being a, a title match, it can be a DQ or something, can't they? But um, it's it's that problem of having The Fiend in a title match. Like I say, he's either going to have to lose. I mean, who's going to want to go and cash in on The Fiend? Um, so I hope Strowman wins by you know DQ or something like that, and then if there is a cash in, do that. But I hope there isn't one with the the Drew Steph. I want Drew to have the title for a while. So yeah, I mean, I th- I think they need to keep the title on Drew so we can get yes. Brock Brock in front of a crowd to be honest and get another win over him maybe. But what I was you don't want to to me right if there's no cash in on this Money in the Bank pay per view, yeah, yeah, you on disappointing a live audience. Right, there's no like crowd leaving that building thinking, oh, we wanted to see a cash in, right? You also don't want to train up your audience that every year at the Money in the Bank pay per view there's going to be a cash in, which I think last year Alexa Bliss cash in one year, Uh, Uh, Bailey Bailey cashed in last year, Bailey Bailey cashed in last year. You're no, almost... I'm saying I hope there isn't. I'm saying I hope yeah, there isn't. Yeah, no, so no, no, I know that's what yeah. you're saying. I want saying. the briefcase to be used for a while, but yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't want to train your audience up that every year they're going to get a cash-in because then when there actually is a cash-in at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, the crowd are even more excited than they would have been. Instead of just sitting there waiting for it to happen, you want it to be, I don't know, I kind of like it when it's just on a random Raw, but... Yeah, um, there's nothing better for me when I look back at those, uh, you know, top 10 cash-ins or whatever. Just that everybody's being very passive and very, you know, accepting of the match that's in front of them. And all of a sudden, Edge or Seth Rollins' music hits and everybody's suddenly like, oh shit, I forgot he had the briefcase. And it's that it's that pop moment. It's that sudden realisation of what you're about to see. Um, and like even having Bailey Cash in last year was disappointing for me because I like somebody to have the briefcase and like, like I keep saying, use it. It's a story, it. isn't it? It's a story. And you do it on one night. And that's it. You've you've shot your load for the year. Um, I, I'd love I'd love seeing about WrestleManias, but you can't expect somebody to run around with a briefcase for a year because you know damn well what's going to happen. Um, so I'm I'm hoping there isn't a cash in. I hope that I mean I hope the the matches finish at the end of the the night, so you can't have the cash in. But um, yeah, I was sat there, Ted, right at WrestleMania 31. And then, um, you know, obviously Rollins still had the briefcase. And um, so I was saying to the lad that I was with, I said, right, I said, if Randy Orton beats Seth Rollins in this match, Seth's going to cash in. 
That's because really, Seth is like the rising star with the briefcase, so you'd want him to go over maybe with like shady tactics. But with the way WWE book, I always remember as a kid watching New Year's Revolution uh, 2005 and Edge lost to Ric Flair. I think it was Ric Flair. I think it was. It was. I think he right. lost to Ric Flair in like the opening match of the pay per view. I remember thinking, why is Edge like a rising oh. star losing to Ric Flair? And then Edge cashed in later that night, and it was revealed years on that Vince was like, oh, well, Edge is going to get his momentum back when he cashes in, so we might as well get a win on Rick. It'll sell up a title match later on down the line. Um, and then a few weeks after that, Ric Flair faced Edge in a TLC match. So they planted right. the seeds by having Edge, who was going to win the title, lose the opening match. And then at WrestleMania 31, the exact same thing happened. Randy Orton beat Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins cashed in, and they had the challenger of Randy Orton to face Seth Rollins on the pay-per-views after WrestleMania. So right. I always think if the Money in the Bank holder loses a singles match at a pay-per-view, they're probably going to cash in that night. They're going to cash in later, yeah. Okay. Well, not that that's going to happen here, but I don't know. That was just yeah. a Money in the Bank stat. Speaking of Money in the Bank stats, Tebs, did you watch... 2011, Money in the Bank. You can't talk about a Money in the Bank pay-per-view without talking about that pay-per-view, Cena against Punk. You I've watch watched the Cena Punk. I've watched the Cena Punk match, and you know I've probably watched the Money in the Bank match. I can't remember, to be totally honest with you, but I remember the Punk-Cena match. What a pay-per-view that was. I think Brian won the Money in the Bank, and then uh, Punk, obviously, won the main event. Anyway, better times, better times. So, right, let's talk about... We'll start with Braun against Bray. Um, I'm going to start, Tebs, by saying, just to get the ball rolling, I think that this match is not a match that you'd want to be on pay-per-view in front of a smarky crowd. So it is better to get this match, which was always going to happen at some point, because they've been on the same brand for, what, nine months or something. Yeah. Get it out of the way with in front of no fans, because a live audience would not put with a 10-15 minute Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt match, where as it's in front of no one. You can sort of get away with it. Do you know what I mean? You will, you're not yeah. going to get a dead crowd because there's no crowd. So I think it's a smart decision to have this match. You've like got all the black sheep. The, all the history is already there. So it's a nice little feud to get out of the way with. So I think it, it was a great choice to have this as Braun's first defence. The question is, Tebs, is it going to be his first and last defence? I don't know because it's complicated. Well, it's complicated for me. If you have Strowman win, then that's another clean win over um, The Fiend so that puts Strowman and Goldberg in a category together which I don't think is deserving um, if you have The Fiend win you've then got the title back on somebody where you can't get it off unless you wheel out Goldberg again at SummerSlam so I'm, I'm hoping this is one of those double count out you know disqualification I, give them 5-10 minutes you know big lumbering power moves each and then somebody does something to cause a DQ and move on. I mean, it's a difficult one for me. I like the backstory to it. Um, I don't, I've always said this, I love the character of the Fiend. I don't love his matches. Um, so I'm hoping it's going to be, like I say, just a, a double DQ or something and everybody move on, like say, get it out of the way. It's, it's a bit of a no-win situation really, for me I, anyway. I think they'll have Braun beat Bray. It'll be Bray, not the Fiend. It'll be Bray coming out. Braun will beat Bray, then we can have Braun versus someone else for a month or two, and then Bray will come back as the Fiend, take the title off Braun at SummerSlam. That might be the way to yeah. do it. So then Braun has still technically mind. got... You can't take the belt off Braun unless you completely want no. to kill him. But at the same time, he was never meant... He was never meant to win this title. It was no. never in the plans at all that he was going to possibly even be champion for the next six months. So wouldn't surprise me, but if you take the belt off him, you might as well kill him, which for me wouldn't be the worst thing. I think he's a bit of a bum. Is Yeah, I can't think of a great match he's had one-on-one. -on -one. Big Show yeah. cage match on Raw is the best match he's had, but his knees have gone a bit since then, I think. The, the best match I can remember with him in was... The, the four-way at SummerSlam with Samoa Joe, Lesnar. Yeah, that great. was a great match. That was a great match. Great, just, you know. On the same card as Baron against Cena, I think, you know. <laughs> that was the same, yeah, yeah. But that match was great, and, and that was just what he, he 
just you know four wrecking balls all smashing into each other for 20 minutes absolutely fantastic um i'm hoping you know i, I like your way of thinking having beat bray um and then they're obviously holding off until reigns comes back possibly um but you know the pay-per-view after reigns comes back have wyatt win it off of Strowman or something i don't know but uh yeah, you can't have a clean win over the fiend again for me. It'll just it'll kill the character for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I feel like the, on the pay per view posters, it's been it, it has been because I've been looking at it. You know, like where they like run through the matches. It hasn't yeah. been a picture of the fiend. It's been a Bray and Bronx. I've been thinking, while well, they've got like, identical haircuts and beards. Um, so yeah, it is being billed as Braun versus Bray. Uh, oh, they said they advertised it as Bray, didn't they, for um, the TLC Miz. against the Miz. Yeah. What was that match like? I never actually watched that pay-per-view, I don't think. But I watched the first half. I think we'd played, I don't know, I think we'd played someone away the night before or something. The um, It was very immemorable, to be honest. Miz was the Miz. Uh, I can't remember much from it, to be honest. His, uh, it was more about Brian coming back, I think, with his shaved head than than the match themselves. Right, right. Just looking um, at the post here, the Bray White ain't even on the poster with Money in the Bank. Is he not? Strowman, Bailey. Right, okay. Charlotte Flair's on the poster. Um, she's not even in it. She's not even on the show, exactly. is she? She's on She's on the poster with, unless it's a fan poster, that, but no. I suppose they might add it. She's facing a EO, isn't she, tonight? So maybe they will add. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, just... No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Right, so next we've got Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. For me, the best built match going into the pay-per-view. Um, yeah. Nobody else, but Seth doesn't need to win. With his character, he can afford to lose. He's got loads of excuses. Just have Drew go out there, beat the shit out of him, win in about 10 to 12 minutes for me. Yeah, I, I won't mind this being the longest... No, no, actually, the tag team match. But... You don't, I don't think you want Seth to get loads... Do you know what I mean? Like... You can say terms twenty minute match was, but to have a twenty minute match, twenty minute match, Seth is gonna have to get loads on Drew. I, I just feel like you don't want that. You want Drew to be dominant. Do you know what I mean? Come out, just look at yeah, he, he yeah. Seth's ass. Like fuck a four star match. I just want. I'm more bothered about how Drew looks coming out of it than a four point two five match. Drew could still look strong coming out of a 15, 20 minute match, and the, the fact is, this is Seth Rollins. It's not taking on. Buddy Murphy or Bobby Roode. This is Seth Rollins. This is numerous times Universal Champion, World Title, Continental. You know, it, for me, he's. I think it'd be great to see him in a competitive match. He's still got to come out of it, and he don't want and he can't have Seth absolutely dominating it and one claim or snatches victory or an Umberto Carrillo roll up. Um, but I would have n- nothing wrong with seeing a, a, a four star banger between these two to blow off this great build-up. Because if you have... I'm still watching it as... I don't like the guy, but you're watching it as Seth Rollins. Now, for me, he is a top contender and he should battle as such. But um, Drew's got to keep that title. He has to keep that title. Please, yeah. God, let him keep I, that I think I think he will as well. I can't really see. Like I, I'd thought what's next for Drew, but they can obviously have another match with Seth and then maybe go into a, a match with AJ. Um, but yeah, yeah, so... We're both saying Drew for that one. Yeah. Um, no cashing. I don't think they need to bother with a cashing. After that update, we've got Danny. Danny is painting his fence in the back garden with his dad. So of course he, he is. He didn't do a Chris Benoit. He... So he's not. So he's not in his home gym. No. Okay. I was trying to think. <laughs> I was trying to think of someone who had a painter's gimmick. Come on, there must be a wrestler who had a painting gimmick. Well, we've had dentists and report men. Um, painter. Yeah. There must be a painter who's been a wrestler. Didn't we have the genius? He was back in the late eighties. Lanny Poffo, uh, Macho Man's brother. He, I'm sure, he came out and like did portraits, and he definitely wrote poems for his opponents about how he, he was basically like a posh Elias. Oh, I've he, got a phone was... call coming in from Bradford. Decline. Oh. Sorry right. to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just rambling about 1980s wrestlers. Go ahead. So we've got uh, two matches left. Two matches yeah. left. We've saved the best till last. <laughs> Bailey versus <laughs> Tamina. 
why is this match on pay-per-view? I'm not, do you know what I mean? I'm not out here to call anyone out, but Tamina is trash. She's rubbish. She's boring. She's been in the WWE, what, for 10 years. She is absolutely garbage. I don't want to, how many garbage, nothing, Matt Bailey's been champion for a year. Let that sink in, yeah. a year, yeah? What what yeah. memorable matches has she had? I can't think of any. Every pay-per-view, she has your two-star classic. The crowd don't care. Every pay-per-view, she's on dead. Well, I, I bet this Bailey character for me doesn't do anything. I know a lot of people like it, um, but she's had the matches with Lacey Evans on pay-per-view. She had some terrible matches, I think, with Charlotte maybe on pay-per-view. Everyone's had a match with Charlotte on pay-per-view, but she's yeah. had an awful run as champion. We've had two women's champions who have respectively had year-long runs, and they've both been crap. I don't want any Becky Lynch fans off Twitter, any of them weirdos, coming at me saying, oh, she's had a great reign. She's not. Becky Lynch's reign's been crap. Bailey's reign's been crap. So I was gonna say get the belt off her, but no. Hopefully Bailey wins because <laughs> Tamina is trash. So I'm excited for this match, Tebs. What about you? Yeah. What I've just realised, and I, 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 I can, when I was making notes earlier on, I was trying to wrap my brains and trying to put it into uh, put it into context. Tamina, yeah, she's crap. She is somebody who is not in the Money in the Bank match at the minute, and they need somebody who is. Um, who's either had coronavirus or is very healthy and has stayed away from a lot of people. That's probably why Tamina's on this pay-per-view. Um, it might Bailey, be a tribute to the uh, Jimmy Snooker Dark Side of the Ring documentary from the other week. Anyway. It could be, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say what... I'm Let her ride that wave <laughs> of momentum. Anyway. Uh, murderer. So the... Um, kicked in. Somebody actually put the other day saying how... Uh, some oh God, anyway, no, I'm moving on. Some, I won't say that. So, Bailey, for me, yeah, this title reign is her as champion. It's a long title reign. It is not a good title reign. And the the thing that has for me held Bailey back through her entire reign and through the entire length of time that she's been on the main roster is this big blow off match with Banks. She's constantly got that albatross around her neck. Banks as well. Because people are constantly waiting for that rivalry, that feud, that match, that big event match. And it's not coming. I've wrote down here, Banks is going to get involved. Everybody's waiting for the elimination chamber where they turn on each other. But then they didn't. Then they went to couples therapy. And then they got friends again. And then they never pulled the trigger to, to have this big feud. Um, and again, I think they're going, to, they're going to keep teasing it and keep teasing it. But Bailey will not be, for me a star performer in her own right unless she has that rival with Banks and, you know, draws a line under it and carries on as her own person. For me, she's always the person who should be having a match with Banks, but there's always something else. So until that happens, I'm, I'm, I can't take Bailey seriously as... Well, no, I can take her excuse me. I, I need that match for me because otherwise it is just constant teasing and teasing and they're going to miss the chance, and I think it's going to upset a lot of people. Yeah, I, I don't I mean the thing is this Bailey Sasha thing. It would have been perfect for SummerSlam, Boston. I've said it before. Sasha's on hometown as the baby face against Bailey, the heel. But th th obviously, that's probably not going to happen um, in it, Boston, it SummerSlam. Been, but... It would have been perfect for um, WrestleMania, just because it. You know, we've said that this year. Last year, they were teasing breaking them up, and then they put the tag title on them two months before that and then they took it off of them and then they ended up you know having that over the summer I just think that they don't want to give them this feud they want to keep them as friends or keep them as potential rivals because there's this tension and there's only so much tension you can build before people just give don't up care. caring yeah it's like, but um, I don't care about Bailey Bailey she, I don't do you know she reminds me she reminds me of Wilma out of Scooby Doo she's got the same haircut She's just boring. The one that like comes Thelma. out. Thelma. Wilma's. Uh, oh, Fred's wife. Yeah. Vilma, that's it. Whatever she's Thel called. Thel that one with that one with short haircut. Yeah, the orange, hot one. orange jumper, red skirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know. We know she's the hot one. Daphne, she's not. Yeah, Which one's one. Tamina? <laughs> Scooby. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was... Are you trying to say she's a dog? Um, right, so. There we go. Wrestlers as Scooby-Doo characters. We've got Shaggy as Matt Riddle. 
I hope Tamina's not listening to this flipping heck. Yeah, well, she'll, be she'll get over it. She'll be. she'll be right. Shout out to Vince Russo, by the way. Right, anyway, so um, we've gone through those. We, we both selected Bailey to win, haven't we? Yeah. 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 They can't go with anything else, can they? This is just, it's got fillet feud written all over it. This is the match where I will go upstairs and take a giant dump on the toilet. Right, so next we've got the match that I think probably opened the show. Um, New Day versus Miz and Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons versus Lucha House Party. Um, bit of a, for the SmackDown side team titles. Bit, every pay-per-view, there seems to be like a big giant multi-man for the SmackDown titles. Um, but this one um, came about when the New Day just randomly won, well, Big E randomly won the tag titles in a singles triple threat match for them the other week on SmackDown. Um, but I just want to make two quick points. One, the Miz and Morrison would be so over if there was an audience right now with this whole yeah. thing they've got going on. And I want to say that as much as I slag off Vince, he did what Triple H couldn't do in a year more on NXT. He actually had the Forgotten Sons go out there on the mic and say, look, we used to be Marines. We're real Marines. We're not like you lot pretending to be whatever. Yeah. They actually went out there and said who they were. So every credit to Vince. The Forgotten Sons are basically been called up to the main roster, I think, because yeah. the Usos are out for a certain amount of time. But, um, yeah, so are you excited for this match, Tebs? Are you a big season Morrison fan? I can imagine you enjoying their work. I fucking hate them. Do you? Uh, oh, as as heels. As heels. You know what I mean? They're, they're probably nice enough blokes, but the, the movie parody shtick and the... Uh, they're just, you know, cheesy ego. They do the job great, and I just don't like them for it. Uh, but I've got them here to win this match. Because I think, again, you, for as good as they are on the mic, you know, two um, obviously very competent in the ring, I, I want them two to win it. I, the Forgotten Sons was a surprising one for me, to be honest, because I didn't think they were ever... I don't even think they even got a sniff of the NXT tag titles. Uh, they always no, used they to be involved. One ladder match, in... didn't they? One ladder match. Yeah. Takeover. That's that twenty fifth takeover. I think they were in the ladder match with um, yeah, Riker the and... Street Profits. There were another one as well in there. But anyway, Riker turned up and he was taking people out. And it, no, it, it was a surprising one for me to have them too because I, I I'm looking at I don't even know which one's which to be honest. I've never had had them build up as any kind of personalities. I didn't even know there were Marines. I thought it was a motorcycle gang gimmick um so yeah having them on smackdown fantastic i if no sorry excuse me it was all i only found out the marines after listening to jim Cornette's podcast because he was talking about them and said how great it would have been to use that as their gimmick and like you just mentioned there really push and drive that home so i'd ironically i'd forgotten about them um because they said to the miz they was like they came out and they said look you played the marine in the movie we are the Marines in real life. Do you know what I mean? I just thought that was a great way to introduce him. Um, but yeah, I think, I think basically what's happened is Vince has gone, look, Usos are out. We need a tag team on SmackDown. Paul, yeah. who have you got spare? Who's not in a programme? Forgotten Sons get their chance on the main. I think they're more suited to the main roster than NXT, to be honest. Um, if they can go with this whole character base that they've got. Why did the New Day win the tag titles? For what reason? I couldn't work that one out. What, after they lost them at... Um, ah, Morrison won them at Mania, didn't he? No, they won them. At, did they not win them? Was it Mania they won them? At? I thought yeah, maybe they won them. At, did they not win them in Saudi Arabia? They won them off. They won them in Saudi Arabia. Oh, right. Sorry. He retained at Mania. Uh, Morrison did that thing where he was kind of holding onto the belts as he got yeah, pushed yeah. off the ladder or something. Usos were still up there. I mean... Lucha House, Miz and Morrison and New Day in a, in a triple threat would have been good. But no, fair play, bring them more, bring some. In. It, I was just curious as to what, for me, getting promoted from NXT should be a, once you've worked your way through the ranks, you've probably gone as far as you can go. You've, you know, you developed, you're good on the mic, you're competent in the ring, WWE style, off you go. I'm seeing people like the Undisputed Era get left in NXT. Now, obviously, they're, they're the, the sort of top dogs there, but why are we not getting them brought up yet? Forgotten Sons and Street Profits. No disrespect, they're, they're all right, but I'd imagine that other 
acts in NXT should have been brought up first before these do. I don't know why they've just been brought up, unless, like you say, it's because Usos are out and they need they need a, a tag team to throw around for I six think, months. think, Tebs, there's been loads of them. I think sometimes the wrestlers, they just feel like they're more suited to the main roster. Um, like, you look at, say, Liv Morgan. She never really got a big run in NXT. Mandy Rose, she was on Instagram her entire time in NXT. Then all of a sudden, they got called up. Ruby Riot. Um, what the fellas called who uh, beat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander? Shane oh, yeah. Thorne. Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Apparently, again, I was listening to um, Dave Meltzer, and apparently Brendan Vink's a uh, hot shit in the office right now. Apparently, he's, he's one for getting a big push. Maybe that's... That's why he's. But again, I can't understand why Shane Thorne, who was getting beat by Gargano and a few other people a couple of, about a month or two back, is now fighting in top matches on Raw. Unless it's the fact that these are the only guys who have said they'll work right now, which yeah. goes back to the the starting point of, you know, this is, uh, you know, you have B B level pay per views. Well, for me, these are B level Raw and Smackdowns because, you know, it's house show. You've only got certain certain superstars around because all the rest have gone home or the cat. They don't want to pay the big boys to turn up. You know what I mean? So it just feels like we're watching house shows. Um, but going back to the match, Christ, I don't know if they're trying to break a target, but New Day probably probably retain. But yeah, put, put it on Miz and Morrison. Yeah, I'd put it on back on Miz and Morrison. I never would have took it off them in the first place. But with that said, they'll probably put it on the Lucha House party or something like that. Maybe the Forgotten Sons. I mean, the Forgotten Sons what? did go over the New Day clean on SmackDown. Have been, have, have, that's what I mean. If they've been brought in as faces because they were heels in NXT, and they did this with Viking Raiders as well. They, they were brought in as heels when they were faces on NXT, and then the they suddenly had a face change. And Sons, if they're you know, saying to Miz and Morrison, we're proper Marines. Surely that'd be a baby first move, wouldn't it? If you were, you know, to yeah. an American crowd. So are they heels or are they faces? I, I don't know. I no, I, maybe have Miz and Morrison win these titles and then have the Forgotten Sons. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got you've got months to build the Forgotten The Forgotten yeah. Sons, if they'd have debuted in front of a crowd, yeah, they'd have just got... Do you know what I mean? They'd have got no reaction. Vince would have binned them off in a few weeks. That actually oh. can't happen now. So maybe... Give them three, four months in front of no fans and maybe you'll have a chance to sort of resurrect them by the time the crowd comes around. I mean, you can always take positives from the negatives of not having a crowd as you can get the yes. Strom and Wyatt thing going. You can do matches that you want to do that you necessarily might not have put on a pay-per-view because you didn't want the crowd to shit on it. You can have Baron Corbin with money in the bank. And although I think Vince partially would have loved to have heard the crowd boo Baron Corbin oh, yeah. winning money in the bank so he'll probably have a baby face like Mysterio win it or Otis which would have been a great moment and instead the performance centre will go wild but so yeah they're the six matches um, I'm quite looking forward to it there's not much going on in the world at the moment is there so people people just like oh this shouldn't be going on it's not safe yeah it might not be safe but let's be honest neither is leaning over someone to grab a lettuce in Morrison's but we've all done it um, so yeah, crack on with it It gives me something to do on Sunday um, I'm looking forward to it It gives a base for the weekend A nice ending for the weekend Something to yes. look forward to It is, and that's what it is at the minute It's something to look forward to um, Whether they should or shouldn't be doing it It's been talked over a hundred times now um, They're all grown-ups They're all grown men and ladies They can do what they want um, I, I just hope they present the show where it can be constant action throughout the night and we don't get, you know, because if you show the men and women's match at the same time, it could be an hour, an hour plus, you know, both their matches going on. And there's only so much scrapping in an office or an office corridor I can take. So I hope they take advantage of the fact that they've been able to re-record these. Um, they can edit them, they can, you know, show it, show both the matches in a, the brutal uh, physical matches there should be without any lulls and Otis wins at the end. That would make me happy. Yeah, and we'll probably get a few more matches added, I'm guessing, as well. A few pre-show matches. Um, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me to have Ricochet and Alexander against Fink and Thorne on the pre-show. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, or Liv. She had a match with Flair last week, didn't she? But, you know, yeah, maybe. Get Liv a win. Yeah, yeah. Even have Liv and Natalia or something. Have they done that one recently? Yeah. They did that uh, pre-show of Mania, Liv one. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, that's why it's. She beat Natalia. She beat Ruby Riot two weeks in a row. Tap like a bitch to Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've still got SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, we do, don't we? Um, I don't know what's been announced for it, but. um, That's the only good thing about having SmackDown on a Friday. It feels like more of a weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got. I'll be watching SmackDown on Saturday, Money in the Bank Sunday. So, back in the day, SmackDown would be on a Tuesday night. You'd watch it Wednesday, and then you'd feel like you'd have a three, four-day gap until the pay-per-view. But with this, it's sort of like, oh, I can watch SmackDown on Saturday, pay-per-view on Sunday. I've not forgotten everything by the time it gets to midnight Sunday evening. No, that's and then you've got Raw on Mondays, the fallout. So I'm, I'll be watching SmackDown this week. I have enjoyed SmackDown more. What? Um, I just wanted to ask you one question before you finish. What do you make of um, the way they're handling Reigns right now? in a sense of the not mentioning him on TV and editing him out of certain clips. Do you think that's just to, you know, keep him off the boil and keep his return expected? Or do you think there's something a bit more vindictive in that? Mm, it's it's tough. Knowing WWE it wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to be vindictive. But like you're saying, if, let's be honest, when Reigns appears in front of that live crowd, it's going to be bigger news now than it would have been, say, if they'd be mentioning him every week and... Um, do you know what I mean? We're all saying, oh, has Vince fallen out of love with... Maybe it's a ploy. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Roman will get more cheers if they don't. If the crowd don't think he's the chosen one. Um, but, I don't know, it is, it's just a bit pay, isn't it? We all, we all know that Brock faced well, Roman at WrestleMania 31 and Seth cashed in, so there's not much point. Yeah, in, uh, I mean, there was the thing, and they edited it out, and I've, I've seen the bit where, you know, he comes in and does the move on Lesnar, then it goes dark and the count to three... And... I've seen stuff like that edited thousands of times. I think it's just very convenient that people are looking for um, for WWE Maybe. to be the bad Vince guys. Said, Vince said in this conference call that ratings have dropped because they're not going to have Vin- uh, Brock anytime soon. So maybe they wanted Brock to appear on some of these roles. He said no, so they think, right, we'll, make, we'll rewrite history, which WWE like to do. And instead of yeah. showing Rollins do a three count on Roman will make it look like Brock got his ass pinned at WrestleMania. So that's yeah, another maybe. way of looking at it, maybe. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I just do but I mean, I think, you know, WWE is not this, some would argue differently, but I don't think they're this, you know, Bond villain enterprise, you know, in these dark shady corridors where they want everybody to be, you know, miserable and upset and held against the will. I, I don't say that, Tebs. <laughs> no, but I do, I do think sometimes that they just, um, some stuff they do is just a bit, you know, heavy-handed or it, it gets construed different ways because of who they are or because of what they've done recently. I hope it isn't that. I hope they're just doing it so everyone forgets about raids. So when he does come back and that music hits, he will get the biggest pop possible and they will replay that one for God knows how long. So, uh the great Vince McMahon. So let's finish on this, Tebs, right? Yeah. I don't know this, but I feel like for the last 10 years, when I think of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, all I can hear, and I don't know if it is actually the theme this year, but every year they use that theme, money, 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 money. It's yeah. been the th- I'm, th- I'm sure that was like the theme tune for like a pay-per-view 20 years ago or something, but that Money in the Bank thing, it's been the theme every damn year. I'm sick of hearing that theme. I think they just bought the rights for it about 10 years ago. I don't want to spend the rights on anything different. Um, no, I was just trying to think, is that is that Shane's music? But it's not, is it? That's as easy as different, isn't it? Here comes the money. Here we go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... We'll see, we'll see. I tell you what, at least I've got a fit, at least I've got a song appropriate to open the show with. So yeah. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah. So it's all thanks for joining us, Tebs. Uh, do you want to plug your movie podcast that I will be on at some yeah. point in the future? I um started doing a podcast myself, the Movie Chef Podcast. Uh one episode so far. Uh, but where we're just a couple of people chatting shit about mu- movies the like. Um add at pod movie chef. Or you can find us on all sorts of different stuff. Have a listen to that first episode. I'd love to know what people think. Yeah, so make sure you look out for that. I will be joining Tebs once I can watch some of these. I can't believe you're making me... As someone who's forced to watch kids' films through having a daughter, I can't believe you're forcing me to watch a kids' film. <laughs> Sir, there's nothing wrong with that film. It no, is... I'm not, I enjoy kids' films, but... <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I've watched that, that is... many kids' films recently. It's that film, honest to God, it will warm your cold, dead heart. 
It will. I'm just glad you didn't tell me to watch Peter Rabbit. But oh no, that's shite. <laughs> hey, come on, it holds a dear place in my heart. That film. But no. um, yeah, so make sure you follow Tebs's movie podcast on Twitter. Um, we will be back Monday, a free Monday, Tebs. Or have you got some big plans um, to review I, the Money in the Bank I'm, show? I'm free, I think, until the end of June. So let's uh, let's talk Monday. Yeah, we will be back Monday. Hopefully, Danny is okay. He's finished finished his work um, at his home gym. Finished his work painting the fence. So hopefully, Danny will be back to review the Money in the Bank podcast. Money in the Bank podcast. Money in the Bank pay per view with us on Monday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to subscribe, retweet the podcast. www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. Turn our eighty percent wage furloughing into a hundred percent wage. See you later, everyone. Goodbye.